I was the type of player always that if I didn't practice or I didn't put in the work, I didn't really have talent. Like, I think a lot of people might think that I did have talent, but I honestly didn't. I knew I didn't. I had to work really hard for like, just to, just to scrape wins by and win tournaments. Cause they'll see you in grand finals, but they won't see how you got there. Like, you remember that thing where I had to beat Kui? Like I was down yeah. I had those type of games all the time outside of top 32. And I remember when I went to Valencia, just to add on to this, my very first game, very first game, I lost to this guy. I had no idea who he was. His name was like Kasu. <laughs> I mean, I ended up beating him, but I mean, that's just that's just to show you, like I was never like some talented player could close my eyes and body people. I had to, I had to put in the work. So right. when I stopped putting the work, it really showed. Welcome to Brahalla Origins. On this show, I interview notable members of the Brahalla community to talk to them about how they found Brahalla and progress to how involved they are with the community today. On today's episode, I interviewed Noel. He's a former professional player known for previously being one of the most consistent top eight finishers and being a land demon with several gold medals won at offline events. Brahalla Origins is presented by Brawl Academy. Brawl Academy will provide the most advanced and detailed courses and coaching specifically meant for helping beginner level players get to diamond. Brawl Academy is currently in a closed private beta and expected to launch to the public in early 2024, but if you want help quickly, replay reviews and coaching are now available. Sign up over at brawlacademy.com for more info. And with that, on with the show. Noel, welcome to Brawlhalla Origins. How are you doing today? I am pretty good. Pretty good. A little hot outside, but other than that, you know, uh, stay alive. I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always hot in Florida. Um, yeah. So the, the point of the show is I'm talking to uh, current and former sort of like notable players in the community and are notable people in the Brahala community to just kind of talk to them about sort of like where they came from uh, and kind of the journey that they went on with Brahala. So that's kind of a lot of what we'll be talking about here. Let's to just jump right into it. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about how you found Brawlhalla originally? Like, how did you end up playing the game for the first time? And did you kind of stick with it when you first played it? Or did it take like a couple of times of like leaving and coming back to, to really kind of get attached? Um, so it first started with my friends finding it on Steam. I wasn't the one that actually found it. Some of my IRL friends found it and then uh, they told me about it. It was like Smash. And I, I used to love playing Smash growing up. So. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd give it a try. We played like free for all, or whatever. I think this was back in, I want to say the beginning of 2016, maybe like, no, no, no. I think it was the end of 2015, actually. Okay. Is when they told me about it and I, I downloaded, played it that one day and then never played it again until 2016 March, which was the first land of Brahalla. Yeah, I played in that because I was just like, what? There's money in this? Like, what the heck? <laughs> and I thought I was just going to body everyone, but. I ended up getting body myself. Yeah. So you you went to a land without playing the game regularly? Yeah, yeah, I went to the land and I only touched the game once ever. I just thought everyone was going to be like noobs. Like I Oh, okay. I didn't expect like actual like players. And then that's when Twilight was there, Eggtube. Uh well Twilight's called Starlight now, but yeah, yeah. that guy. Um and Baboot, I don't know if a lot of people know Baboot, but that's my boy to this day. 
And I lost to Babu, and I think... I forgot who else I lost to, but... Yeah, and, and Silly Trinket as well. He's an OG. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was there too, so... What's a... Yeah, it, do you remember which land it was? Yeah, it was Final Round. That was oh, okay. Hollow Land. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess, was it kind of from that point that you kind of started really getting more serious about the game? Yeah, I mean, I was just like, okay, if they're going to keep throwing money in this, I think I can get better than these people. And so I went home, started playing rank, and got my butt whooped in gold for, like, ever. Like, I couldn't <laughs> get out of gold. It was really tilted. How, uh... What, what do you... Do you have a rough idea of the time frame that it took to get from... Sort of like when you first started to Diamond for the first time? Uh, yeah. Um, I think it took me about two months to get to Diamond. So it okay. took me a lot longer than other players, I think, to get there. I mean, when you consider the number of people that have played for, like, hundreds of hours and either well, never made it, but... Or, or took them hundreds of hours to get there. Yeah. Two months yeah, doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, but I'm comparing myself like to the other pros. Sure, and sure. A lot of them were just like, "Yeah, I was diamond as soon as I touched the game." <laughs> Same. Yeah, some of them are a little crazy. Um, you got to be kind of pretty well known for your sword gameplay in particular. What is it about uh, sword that kind of like kind of got you attached to the weapon? I think because I noticed how good it was in neutral and I wanted to be like a neutral heavy like uh, player. Like mm -hmm. I wanted to depend on my neutral to, to win games and not all the other stuff. So when I saw that, I was just like, okay, if I get really good with this weapon, like it can pretty much carry me to like getting victories or not. Was, um, so back, back in 2016, uh, I would say what was the weapon set like then? It was like sword, spear, lance, blasters, katars. Gauntlets. gauntlets weren't even out at that point yet. Bow. Right? Bow. Yeah. Okay. Gauntlets, was, gauntlets were not out. No. Bow. Uh. Can't remember. We said lance already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 sword was kind of your main weapon. Was it always your main weapon, or did you kind of like play around with other stuff as well? No, I think I think sword was always my go-to. From beginning to the end of my career, honestly. Okay, and then yeah. you kind of swapped in and out between like Asuri and Koji and Hatori, and at times, I think. Um, yeah. What was what what ended up kind of being your favorite alternate weapon from Sword? Uh guitars for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you spent a lot of time on Koji and Asuri in particular. What mm. um. What, what's kind of your favorite aspect of the legends that you ended up playing? I think Koji, just because he looked cool. <laughs> but Asuri, because Asuri actually felt really good to play. So I okay. think I ended up getting more wins with my Asuri than I did Koji. Just because I just was really good at reading people with guitars, and that weapon was insane. Mm. And probably still is insane, if I had to guess. I think people think yeah. it's pretty insane. It's, it's okay. not quite on the level of... Uh like some of the newer Boot, stuff like battle boots or yeah yeah battle boots and to some extent a little bit of great sword to some extent and and then um how much have you have have you played very much since any of the recent changes uh i played a little bit i play like really casually with cap sometimes when we're not playing pickleball but uh 
Yeah, I've, I've played some, and I think, I just want to go ahead and say this, I think people might hate me for this, but I think the, the dash change where, where you can snap to the ground oh, yeah. and dash is just so bad. Like, I think it's dumb because online is already like, sometimes it's tough to like see where people are going. Sure. Now with that dash change, it's just like, all right, I can't even, can't even follow where this guy's going. Right. I don't know. It's kind of random. It's a, uh, it's really interesting on land. But I kind of I kind of agree with you to some extent. Like it definitely, <clears throat> they they made some tweaks to it when it uh, when it graduated from experimental to make it less bad. Because mm -hmm. like the original version that was in experimental had crazy issues with people desyncing and just not being where you think that they were, which yeah. caused all kinds of like rollbacks and stuff. There's still like some teleporting issues because like. We're talking about it's effectively like you're about so far off the ground and then in like a frame you snap to the ground snap. and dash away like yeah it's yeah it can be it, it definitely can be pretty brutal online yeah like i know i'm really bad at the game now but it's just so like dumb to me i don't know <laughs> but maybe maybe you're right about land maybe it's a lot better on land tried it it's one of those things where like any kind of additional movement tech is just another way to raise the skill ceiling in the game is kind of what it boils down to i think and that's that's kind of what they're looking to do at this point because so much of brahalla has gotten i don't want to say stagnant but like for for a little while the meta got very very passive and and okay. this gave another tool to people for both engaging and for pressuring that I think has been used to pretty good effect. So. Right, right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your sort of competitive journey because you you did a lot of winning for a little while. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, can you tell me kind of like a little bit of a history of sort of like your your come up so to speak from you went to your first land you got bodied you took a couple of months to get to diamond from there like how long did it take you to get competitive to the point where you were like starting to place even just top 32 at tournaments um well to be fair top 32 back then wasn't really in my in my opinion it's not really that much of an accomplishment but when the first BCX happened, I was able to get ninth, so I think that was like... Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think that was pretty pretty good. Um, I remember losing to Effie right outside of uh, top eight, and that was like a really hype set. There was like a crowd of people surrounding us. Yeah. And, and it was just, yeah. So I, I think after that first tournament that I got bodied, I kind of... It was all up from there, I think. Okay. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so, okay, so ninth at the first BCX, and then from there, going into, that would have been end of 2016 going into 2017, right? right? I think yeah. the, the first LAN of 2017, was that CEO Dreamland? Yeah, yeah, it had to have been, yeah. Okay, so that would have been where, <laughs> that would actually would have been where we met for the first time. Yeah, it was, it was for sure. And then, uh... Do you happen to remember any of your notable placements for 2017? Yeah, I mean, I think Dreamland was me and Boomy in the finals, or was it Boomy multiple? I don't even, 
I think I got second. I'm not sure. It's <laughs> crazy. Uh, but definitely Dreamland was uh, it was good. I got I think I got fifth in twos and then second in in Dreamland. I, do you remember if I got second or I got third? I don't even. I, it was I I I want to say it was pretty high up there. I want to say you podiumed at the very least. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I just remember playing Boomy and it was like a hype set. Yeah, I think he won. Um. So after that, uh, what was after? Oh, Combo Breaker, I think, was the same year. Yeah. And that was actually my first win. Was was it 20? Yeah, that was my first win, 2017 Combo Breaker. And then uh, I think I also won Shut. I didn't know I won so many tournaments in 2017. Yeah, it was, was uh, it was it was a it was a bit of a run. Um, yeah. Because I remember <laughs> Combo Breaker was a little bit memorable for me because I made a last minute decision to go and didn't even book a hotel. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, 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 I was there for two days. I showed up, um, I showed up Saturday or Friday evening or something and like left the next day or the, the next night. So I was there just long enough to play in ones and see the end of the tournament. Mm. And I slept in the venue and borrowed somebody's show. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? That's insane. I thought I had crazy stories. That's yeah. Crazy. No, I, 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 I was able to get a cheap plane ticket and I was like, oh man, if it's going to be this cheap, I should just go. And it was like a very like impromptu last minute decision. I flew out, I borrowed somebody's shower the night that I, or the following morning after sleeping in the venue. Because it was a 24-hour venue. People were there the whole, the whole night. Right, yeah, yeah. So, when the Brawlhalla area cleared out and it was like midnight or something, I just lined up some chairs and slept on them. Yeah, well, you're, <laughs> you're nuts. That's dedication, though. So, yeah. Combo, combo Breaker was pretty memorable because of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you had a pretty interesting sort of like practice regimen and schedule and i say that because i was a part of it a lot yeah <laughs> because yeah. because you would you would be it, i think it's just a consequence of us being sort of like both adults in the community at the time when when it was like early morning yeah most people would be in school most people would be in school and so yeah. It was like me and you and like a handful of other people were always playing against each other and kind of in those time periods, but kind of bringing things back around to um, practice a little bit, kind of like what was your what was your mindset going into practicing for the game? Like what kind of things did you do that you felt were important that uh, that you think made an impact on your ability to be successful as a competitive player? I think the first thing I focused on was just all the boring stuff. So going into training mode, making sure my movement's good, making sure I can dash cancel on platforms, making sure I can do the strings that I usually do, the dodgeries that I do, go through like a flow of all of that. Maybe it takes me like 30 minutes. Sometimes I spend longer trying to lap some stuff, like lap new dodge strings or stuff like that. And uh, But after I'm done with like training mode, I would find people to spar. Like people around my skill level, obviously. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the the majority of it. Just training mode, spar, training mode, spar, spar. 
and then some VOD review here and there. Like I, I love watching other players play, mm -hmm. and um, that helped a lot. And then I would, I would see myself play sometimes, but not as much as I would watch other people's gameplay. And uh, on top of that, of course, ranked one v get like you know the variety in. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was that was like the majority of it. I would say those as far as I remember. Okay. And then, you, so, so you won a lot in 2017. What was 2018 like? Uh, I think that was the year where I won every EU land. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Uh, so 2018, I think they were the, they had the um, winter, summer, and spring stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. I remember losing to Wilson in winter and then placing top eight in other ones, but never, I don't think I ever won a seasonal, like an online ever. Okay. Um, but then I won all the EU lands and then I lost in Montreal to Boomy at second. And uh, I actually liked that tournament though, because I remember Wrench like kind of rinsed me on the Surrey Mirror. <laughs> and then I came back and uh, I got him back, so. Nice. I, I kind of like, you know, I was like the best of Siri at the yeah. time, I, I could say. Um, so that was that was cool, even though I lost to Boomy. Um, so yeah, 2018 was definitely it was probably my best year. I know I made I made my most money in 2018 because of the EU lands I won. Okay. Yeah, the EU lands were the EU, EU lands back then were very interesting because I think the NA representation there was like what four or five people if that yeah it was less than that usually maybe like three or less yeah like people just weren't able to travel and and then i think valencia this year we had a lot of na people oh really managed to go and Dang. uh and then they still lost a godly which was crazy yeah that's sick <laughs> I, saw, I saw that you won that pretty cool um yeah 2018 was 2018 was a good year montreal was that that first montreal land was um the probably one of my favorite lands i think was um <laughs> that's when we discovered the uh did you ever get out to that ramen place that we all went to the one time i don't nah i just remember eating uh poutine oh okay yeah no yeah. The, the poutine was crazy too <laughs> yeah it was so good um okay so then 2018 going into 2019 this is where kind of the sort of the change of the guard happens like end of 2018 was uh was the end of, when he, end of 2018 was sandstorms first sandstorm win? yeah that's when sandstorm started going crazy yeah into 2019 and then yep. 2019 got wild for a yeah. while yeah. um what's kind of looking back on 2019 how do you feel about kind of the way things developed then um I gotta remember the earlier lands because I keep going to like my mind keeps going to 2019 BCX. But what's before? Do you remember what was before that? We didn't have like CEO or any, oh we did have CEO Daytona. Think, oh yeah, right? CEO Daytona was uh, June 2019, right? Something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They they didn't do Dreamland that year, um, but we we managed to go to. Um, we managed to go to CEO Daytona. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Uh, I don't think there was many lands 2019, actually. Yeah, I think it was... Um, I don't remember there being any at the beginning of the year. Was there? Uh, I, I don't remember. Yeah, and then... 2019... Or wait, no, 2019 was the DreamHack year, right? We went to... Like, yeah. three more DreamHack events, and then CEO Daytona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. BCX was DreamHack Atlanta again. Yep, it was. Yep, okay. That, Not that makes... I remember that year being super rough for me in terms of, like, placements. That's when I started placing, like, outside of Top 8 at Lands. Oh, And okay. then uh, I also believe that's the same year where I went to um paris because they had this thing going on where oh i remember that you remember that yeah. yeah you qualify in the thing if you play with like a controller or something and me and daiku decided to just wing it and go and so we went played with controller we 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 made it into like the, the actual tournament or whatever and uh yeah i did horrible that tournament. i got i think i got like 13th or something. i don't know it was awful um yeah, that was that was rough. But then not, that night, oh sorry. I was gonna say not quite as good on controller then. <laughs> no, well the thing was, uh, you you qualified for the tournament with playing controller, but then after you were in the tournament, you got to play your own stuff. So oh. I got to play on keyboard. Yeah, yeah. No, I got to play on keyboard. I got I got my ass whipped on keyboard. Oh dang. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was bad. Um, but then I remember that night. Heisen actually helped me out like a ton. Like he gave me so many pointers. We sparred all night. He was actually kind of cracked too. Like I was so surprised how good he was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, we played a lot that night and I just like took all of that advice he gave me and I like took that and in, in, uh, took that momentum into BCX 2019. So a lot of credit goes to Heisen for BCX 2019 for sure. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, Which nice. Was a crazy, crazy tournament. Because Kui was supposed to take me out, like, I think before top 64 or something. Oh, wow. Uh, I was losing bad, and he was about to three-stock me, and if he would have got that game, I would have been out. And I reverse three-stocked him, and then I had to beat him another, like, two games. I think I was down 2-0. And on top of being down 2-0, I was down two stocks to... Uh, yeah, I was down three to three. He had three stocks, I had one, and then I had to reverse three stock him into beating him two more times. I believe it's how it went. Oh, wow. Yeah. That and actually. And went all the way to top three. <laughs> that actually brings up a good point. You kind of got to be well known for a while because of, like, just really solid mental. Mm -hmm. When. And I, I. I'm not sure. If there's been very many other people who could say that they have like reverse 3 0'd or like reverse 3 stocked kind of the number of times that you've been able to, like in actual like critical tournament sets. Right. What's kind of, um, what do you think is your most memorable reversal that you managed to pull off in a tournament? Uh, besides the one I just mentioned. That one was pretty crazy for it being at BCX and all the pressure on yeah. me. And then not like placing well all the other previous tournaments. Like I, I was almost ready to just like give up because mm. of my previous placements. And then I just, I don't know, something told me to just not give up. But besides that one, I think uh, funny enough, I think it was against 
Hmm. It's gonna say phase on. It wasn't actually. No, it was. Okay, okay. So in my mind, sometimes I'm winning and sometimes I'm losing, right? Like, um, but on 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 the screen, it could say something else. Like I remember losing to Simple really bad. He was up too well against me in, in EU, but the whole time in my head I was winning. So I'm not. I'm not even. Gonna, <laughs> like I, I knew in my head I was gonna win that set. So the one that impressed, I like impressed myself the most was with, I think Boomy, and in uh, Sweden it was uh, Dreamhack Summer, okay. and and I don't know if he won. I don't even know if he won a game. No, I think he won the first one. I just always like felt like I was losing that entire set, and I somehow managed to win it. It wasn't like a reverse trio or anything. It mm. just, it just you know what I mean by like feeling like you're losing right. the battle and you just happen to like pull out the win i had to do that three times against him right and in in two different sets because i sent him to losers i was in grands and then i had to do it again and the whole like both of those sets were just like nail biting sets like i had to just grind i don't know so that <laughs> one i guess it's not really a comeback but in my head it felt like one <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll name my actual comeback though it was against phase i was down 2-0 I think it was like DreamHack Dallas or something. I forget which which Texas one it was. I know it was a Texas one, but I was down too well against Phazon, and he's like really good at like downloading. Mm -hmm. um, so I felt like he had me downloaded it, and I just like adjusted it back and beat him. So yeah, it'd have to be the one with Phazon or or with Boomy. But the one with Boomy is kind of weird because I wasn't really down like right. in terms of like you know the actual score. Like, like each actual... individual game felt like you had to come back. Yeah, 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 each individual game felt like. Yeah. And then, you mentioned the the you mentioned the game versus simple where you were actually down 2-0, but you felt like you were winning the whole time. Yeah. Like what, yeah. what, what about that set made it made you feel like you were winning? Because like being I had, down? I had everything like I had him read like a book the whole time. I just couldn't finish what I like had intended. I guess. And I just made sloppy mistakes. Um, I kind of just gave those two games to him in a sense because I, I was overconfident. And then I kind of just like calmed down. Like I, if I just play how I'm supposed to, I have all the reads. I know exactly what he wants. I know what he's looking for. I'm going to press the right buttons. He's going to lose. And that's what happened. I pressed the right buttons. He lost. <laughs> Sometimes it's that simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... So then COVID happens and we go into like 2020 and that's when a lot of people kind of started to disconnect from the game a bit. And I think that's kind of when you started to as well, because like yeah. online play was just, it's not the same as, mm -hmm. as playing on land and like being in person and, and all that stuff. When, uh, so as COVID starts to kind of like kick off and, uh, dreamland happens did you did you go to dreamland i did i was there okay because I, I i know i know it got canceled and then it was just a really unfortunate situation but i guess from that point i guess did you plan to play more onlines going through 2020 and at some point you just were like no this isn't for me or was it after dreamland that you were like like immediately you were starting to kind of phase out or no it, it took a while i definitely wanted to keep going um 
just because I always felt like they were going to come back to lands. Uh, I just didn't know how long that was going to take. But it I kept trying and trying. Yeah, I kept trying. I placed worse online. I've never been like a good online placer. Even at my best, I couldn't win an online tournament. Like, mm. I've won a couple, but not the like seasonals, I don't think. So, like, so even at my best, I'm not winning. So, at my worst, of course, I'm going to do even doing more poor but uh i think there is there was online bcx right yeah i played that was, in that yep. didn't didn't practice at all i think it went o2 or something it was like an invitational thing okay uh, didn't practice and got bodied and i was the type of player always that if i didn't practice or i didn't put in the work i didn't really have talent like i think a lot of people might think that i did have talent but i honestly didn't i knew i didn't i had to work really hard for like just to just to scrape wins by and win tournaments because they'll see you in grand finals but they won't see how you got there like you remember that thing where i had to be cooey like i was down yeah below. i had those type of games all the time outside of top 32. and i remember when i went to valencia just to add on to this my very first game very first game i lost to this guy i had no idea who he was his name was like Kasu. <laughs> i mean i ended up beating him but i mean that's just that's just to show you, like, I was never, like, some talented player could close my eyes and just body people. I had to, I had to put in the work. So right. when I stopped putting the work, it really showed. Like, I was getting body bad. Um, but I think after that online BCX 2020, we go to 2021, then I actually start practicing, like, during, like, the downtime or whatever, mm -hmm. the off season. And then uh, in the winter, the seasonal winter one or whatever. I forget, what, what do they even call it? uh winter champions winter champs yeah, yeah 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 winter champs uh i think i did i i placed top eight again in a, and it hasn't it, it was a very long time since i placed top eight i don't think i placed top eight 2020 at all mm. and then 2021 i placed top eight and i was like okay i can do this i can do this and it was just like since COVID happened it was slowly dying i just didn't want to accept it right uh, so i think that was the last tournament i practiced for was winter um and I remember, like, I felt pretty good because I beat Sandstorm in, in, uh, for for top eight. And that kind of, like, I was kind of not motivated as much after that, I think, because I wanted to get <laughs> that one back. Because he's always, he's bought me, like, 50 billion times. I just yeah. wanted to beat him once just to show myself that I could beat him. Right. Um, but it was online, but whatever. Uh, I still take that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so after that, I slowly stopped to practice. And that's it. Like I was pretty much done after after that tournament in 2021. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, I guess from that point, it's just been very much focused on life, focused on work, focused on family. Yeah, yeah. And I think 2022, the end of 2022, like September, is when I picked up that sport I I told you earlier called pickleball. Okay. And yeah, because Lil Cap introduced me to it, and I thought it was goofy, and then I played with them. I liked it so now i'm focused on that competitively yeah pretty much what my life is so that's where little cap's gone too then <laughs> yeah 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 that's that's great um well i'm sure that we could probably talk for ages about like competitive stuff or um tournaments and competing and things like that one thing that i did want to ask you while i have you is um you went to a lot of lands for Brawlhalla uh, over the years. Do you have anything like... 
and we can do like multiple uh do you have any like specific memories from like things that have happened on land that were just fun interesting crazy wild uh, anything safe for the show preferably <laughs> yeah yeah so i was just about to get to that I, I don't know if this much like i don't remember like the appropriate stuff i remember all the like not appropriate things so okay I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know like uh let's see oh I, this one was pretty cool but uh it wasn't it was an uh eu land it was rotterdam okay 2019 um dark ghoul decided to go like last second and he was like trying to book a flight or something he finally books the flight then his flight for some reason gets canceled canceled his connecting flight for somewhere and then he they route him to atlanta and we end up going on the same plane to rotterdam so that's pretty that's pretty cool nice. and we started we, we like sparred on the plane on his <laughs> laptop or something so that was, that was pretty fun um i can't remember dude there's just so many like wild ones that i can't like i don't i don't want to i don't want to even risk it like <laughs> but it was it was dope i mean i loved i loved going to land and chilling with the homies we would we would play smash bros we'd play games like other games and shit what's up Stories? no i don't know yeah what, what's up hit, what's hit up? me hit me with a hit me with the tamest one that you can think of and if it's too if it's too bad i'll cut it out and it'll be fine <laughs> Okay, I don't know why my brain's going to like the crazy. When you said Tamus, I went to the craziest one. <laughs> I didn't give that one. Ah man, let's just say I had really good times with like Crocky, uh, Defensive Blood. Oh, yeah, with, with Diamond, uh, Isidur, I throw. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to put a story together though, like. I can't just. <laughs> I'm not trying to dodge a question. I promise. I'm no, just... no, no. It's fine. Crazy story. Do you? Okay. Do you have a crazy story? Maybe I can like go off of that. You know what I mean? Like. Oh man. See, I, I worry because the the one that my brain uh, went to immediately involves um. Underage drinking. So probably shouldn't tell okay, that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's bad. Uh, that's I mean, that was that was that was one of the ones I was thinking. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what what was that um that thing that happened at final round when we were at dinner? <laughs> oh man, dude, that was so dumb. Oh, that, man. that one actually pissed me off. That one was yeah, good. you know yeah, what I mean? that one. I was just disappointed, but. It's all good now. Oh, yeah. We learn. We move forward. Right, right. Uh, dude, there's just so many things, but why does it always have to involve alcohol? Oh, I, I know. know there's that... no alcohol, though. But a lot of the ones, it's like, it gets a little while. <laughs> <sighs> if we bring it back to the game, how about uh, any, any stories of, like, crazy sets or... Um... Yeah, yeah, Any, yeah. Anything like that where, like, you you as a spectator for the ones that you didn't win, or even for the ones that you did win, were there any, like, really memorable, like, games that happened that you would be like, hey, if you've never seen this, you should go and watch it? Oh, well, it's not, it's, 
some of them aren't watchable because it was off stream, but... Oh, okay, well, I mean, even the ones that aren't watchable. Um, so, I remember Final Round 2018, right? Went to Final Round 2018? Was that 20... 20 that was 2019, I think. Oh, okay, that was 2019. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. Because that was when Sandstorm... Um, so, off stream, it was Moises versus Simba. And, you know, Simba's supposed to be body and Moises, but the right. opposite's happening. Moises has this dude down three to one stocks and just, I think he just spams Ensig because he gets nervous and he like tries to kill him over and over and just dies. Like <laughs> that was a crazy, one of the craziest sets was Moises versus Simba 2019 final round. Um, uh, shout out my boy Moises though. Uh, what else? Oh, I just remembered a story. Cause okay. That. Okay. So, huh, this story's kind of lame. Well, I'll say it anyways. Uh, I was going up to Moises' place because I was going to take a flight from there to, I don't even know where, maybe EU or something. Oh, we were going to drive, me, Isidru, and Moises? We were going to drive to Canada for, I think that was Montreal. And we got pulled over. And I think the guy asked us what we're doing. And we're like, we're just like, we're going to play Brawlhalla. And then Moises gave him the craziest look, dude. And, he was just it was gonna get bad like he had his hand on his gun and i mean i know they're supposed to have that they're supposed to have the hand on the gun but it was like just like moises in the back like <laughs> it was it was kind of kind of crazy um what else happened something happened on the way there but i don't even did you guys have like a, a problems with like getting across the border or no but we were just like trolling like what if what if they find something oh but, yeah uh, nah, there was nothing nothing really yeah that Maybe. story was lame i don't even know <laughs> Dude, i can't think of any story that's actually interesting besides the ones that get a, a bit too crazy honestly i don't know uh what were, what were we talking about just uh before that we were talking about um interesting sets or crazy sets oh that, yeah uh, um knees, over knees the versus wrenched and bcx 2019 that was insane oh yeah that one happened off stream that was like the last thing yeah. that was happening at the end of the day yeah <clears throat> yeah and knees pulled it out i remember um knees won that right yeah yeah i think knees won i don't remember that? who won I, all I remember is that at some Daiku. point, at some point or another, Daiku was on your back <laughs> watching yeah. this set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was fun. Fun times. Yeah. Um, there's another hype set. Oh, I mean, one of the players gets kind of destroyed, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a say anyways because the one that destroyed him is my boy Blood Diamond. But a Blood Diamond versus Phazon. 20, oh. Was that? 2018 or 27 no 2017 that was 2017 that was when Phazon was first like getting really good yeah props to him for making top eight i didn't even make top eight that tournament which is crazy but, which uh, tournament was that uh 2017 bcx i got like oh, 13. Okay. yeah i got bodied by daiku and branched yeah mm -hmm. uh yeah but that was that was insane like blood just went off on him i can't even name any sandstorm ones because sandstorm just people dude yeah <clears throat> yeah at 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 sandstorm's peak he was just like so much like so far ahead of everyone else that he, he just was. made it look easy yeah i think he's isn't he doing good now i think 
think yeah, he's <clears throat> he's been practicing again this year, and uh, he's won two seasonals, I think. Mm. And he got third place at the Summer Royale, so he'll be back at the Royale again in a couple of weeks, going up against Godly and Kaina and the rest of the people that qualified. Like, yeah. those are kind of the top three in my mind right now, is Sandstorm, Godly, Kaina. Okay. How how's Luna doing? Is he uh still Luna really... was doing Luna was doing really well and then he had some uh issues with his wrists. So like some tendonitis type stuff and it ended mm. up impacting his ability to practice and stuff. Damn. He's still doing well. Um but I'm I'm hoping he doesn't like do any kind of like long term damage to his hands um by playing too much. Because that would be yeah. Real unfortunate because Coslex has kind of been going through the same thing recently too. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, take care of your wrists, everybody. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah, it's really sure. important. <laughs> Did you ever have any kind of like uh, physical problems? Or yeah, anything? physical problems or like repetitive stress injury type stuff when you were playing. Uh, not really. I mean, a lot of the times I was just taking care of myself really well. I ate the right foods, exercised a lot. All to just like have my mental pretty clear. Yeah, I feel like that stuff really helps your mental just by being in shape and and eating the right stuff. You you were kind of the you were kind of like one of the first people in the community that got kind of recognized for being in really good shape a lot of the time. Is that something that you've had continued to maintain? Are you still... Oh, for sure. I okay. mean, now that I'm playing a sport, it's like I've probably hit my peak. Like I've never been more athletic than I am now. Nice. But, uh. Yeah, for, for video games, I know, like, people just, like, kind of, like, whatever. And honestly, it might not help you that much, but once you're at the top, any little help goes a long way. Oh, and yeah. I knew, for me, not being, like, a talented player or anything, I had to take advantage of every small thing. Training mode, sparring the right mm -hmm. people, uh, being in healthy and good shape or whatever. Um, just any small thing I, I could take advantage of, I had to take advantage of. Yeah, yeah to make I it for the... The, the the missing talent but yeah go ahead my no i i think that's uh i think that's really good advice because i've been doing some uh fitness stuff a little bit over the past couple of years and like even just a little bit that i have done has made a difference in like everything like from right. just the way that i feel to how effectively i can play the game like it's it's crazy how much impact that actually does make like once you really kind of commit to it and and are doing it, right? Yeah. And, <clears throat> and Brahala, it's funny because Brahala has actually been going through this like sort of phase where more members of the community are getting fit and going to like the gym and and kind of getting in shape. So I'm hoping that that's a trend that continues because it's just helpful in general. Yeah overall yeah, yeah, for, sure. for all aspects of your life i think yep do you have any um i we we had mentioned we had talked a little bit earlier you you are planning to go to bcx this year i am i might not be able to make it because i'm thinking about entering a, a pickleball tournament on that okay. same like saturday i think okay. but i mean i'm gonna try for sure i'm gonna try to okay. see some uh some familiar faces do you um 
Do you have any thoughts about potentially returning to the game in some capacity? Um, as far as competing, not really, but I've, I was thinking recently about coaching. If like, if I see I have the time to do it, but mm -hmm. my time's been pretty like crunched up. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not sure. Like I just like pickleball work, family, sleep, pickleball work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're going, if you're going competitive in pickleball, I imagine that's probably taking up a pretty significant amount of time. It has, yeah. But I would love to, like I've always, wanted to just like kind of be a coach for like a top player or something mm. and so like a, how well they could perform so you're thinking more a like a dedicated coach to a specific person type deal yeah yeah i think that would help a lot more than what people uh think yeah like, i think that could actually change like the outcome of a tournament mm. to be honest. if both players are like super close skill level i think just having that coach to having those eyes like outside of you know your perspective can help a lot yeah what um what 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 kind of things do you think that a, like a dedicated coach could do for a player um is it, okay I got, I got a question sure i don't i've been keeping up with this is mid-set coaching illegal or oh that's actually a good question a i i don't know if it's it, it may actually be illegal at this point, because I don't think I've seen it happen in a long time. Hmm. Yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, in between uh, in between the match or in between a set, you could give someone pointers. But even then, if you can't, you could always tell them something afterwards. Uh, but I think I think it loses it. Having a coach will lose a lot of value if you can't do coaching. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the main thing I think uh, it would be helpful for is just mid-set coaching. But I don't know if that's a thing or not anymore. I yeah, I actually, I actually don't know what the current ruling on that is. I haven't seen anybody try to do it in a while. So it may just be outright not allowed these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when that was, uh, that was pretty controversial for a little while because there would be a lot of it happening at Lance right. before yeah. And sometimes yeah. it was just a little, sometimes it was a little silly and it wasted time, mm -hmm. I think. And then there were some people that actually had like good, because I remember when Boomy had uh, part of the Creed for a while. Yeah. Doing coaching for him. I don't know. I haven't asked Boomy how effective he thinks that was. Um, but I feel like it probably made some amount of difference. Yeah, possibly. I would just be concerned about like, I think whoever the coach is needs to have a high level understanding of uh, like the competitive, thing. like what, like you, you're the, what am I trying to say? Like you have to almost be a competitive player yourself I right? Think, to see certain things. Um, so you can actually like get the message out to your player and you're not right. just saying like whatever. Especially kind of like in the moment. So like if you were to do mid-set coaching, like it's, I feel like it's harder if you don't have that understanding to, to see yeah. things in the, moment, in the moment to be able to yeah. communicate them. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, I think it's a little different if you're doing like, um, like VOD review and stuff for, mm -hmm. for a player. Right. Well, <clears throat> we're getting pretty close to the end of our time. Um, do you have um, 
Any other last thoughts? Any other memories or anything like that that you would like to share? Uh, yeah, not not appropriate one. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, the whole journey was traveling the lands is the reason I got into it, and uh, after COVID happened, I was just like, all right, I'm not willing to wait anymore. But uh, before that, it was dope. Like. It was, it was good. Yeah, a big part of why I wanted to do this show was for a lot of the people that don't remember or weren't here for some of the, some of Brawlhalla's history, or for some of these notable players that uh, have been around. Uh, I feel like that there should be some amount of like preservation of like who these people were, kind of in the community, and uh, and having an opportunity to talk to them before they just disappear because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it would be it would be really disappointing if like really well-known player from a different area era of brahala just vanished and we never got to hear or, or like people that were coming up never got to hear their story that's that's kind of like a big part of why i'm doing this that's good man that's dope but uh Anything you've got going on that you would like to shout out before we wrap up? Uh, I mean, besides pickleball, not really. That's that's all I've been doing. It's just grinding out the pickleball, dude. That's like another journey for me. I like nice. to call it like my last hoorah, because after that, I'm probably going to do something boring. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe be a coach somewhere. So yeah, that's it. All right. Yeah, me and little cat all the way nice all right dude well thanks for coming on the show i really appreciate it yeah no problem man all right have a good one see ya thanks for watching episode 7 of brahala origins episode 8 comes out next week on november 6th our next guest is stingray leave a comment on youtube or tweet at me with the hashtag brahala origins to let me know your thoughts on the show if you enjoyed this and want to see more please subscribe and share don't forget to check out brawlacademy.com thanks